And so now, gracious God, in these moments, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts together in all places be found pleasing to you. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, every year, Google shares a year-end review of what the world has been searching for on their website over the past year. And I always find it so fascinating. This year is no exception. In January 2021, searches for the U.S. Capitol spiked above searches for the COVID-19 vaccine worldwide. And thanks to Bernie Sanders, searches for mittens reached an all-time high, too. Amanda Gorman became 2021's top-searched poet worldwide. How to help out at a vaccine site was the top volunteer opportunity searched for around the world. And how to find my soulmate was searched for more than ever before last year. How to ask for a raise was the top searched how-to question in the United States. The search for the impact of climate change was searched more than ever before across the globe. And searching for pride events near me increased 5,000% worldwide last year. The world searched for body positivity more than ever before. Juneteenth reached an all-time high in the U.S. for the second year in a row. How to help Haiti and how to help Afghanistan were breakout searches worldwide. But the top trending search on Google in the year 2021 was this. How to heal. This year, more than ever before, the world searched for things like how to take care of your mental health, how to honor someone who has died, how to stay strong, where can I get the vaccine, how to be resilient, how to make a comeback, how to be yourself, how to move forward, how to stop hate, how to use my voice, how to help our planet, how to volunteer in my community, how to be hopeful. All across the world this year, we were searching for something to transform us, to make us stronger, more resilient, and more whole. After a traumatic couple of years, it seems like the world is ready to take its next brave step forward, and we're searching for how in the world to do just that. It's a poignant reminder for us as we begin this new year that we're all searching for something, aren't we? And so my question for us this morning is, what are you searching for? What is it that you are seeking, hoping, and aspiring toward as we begin the year 2022? Well, today's text is about the Magi searching for the Christ child in the Gospel of Matthew. Now, traditionally, we have been taught a lot of things about the Magi that aren't quite true. (laughs) For instance, many nativity scenes put the wise men at the manger where Jesus was born. But Matthew tells us that Jesus 
was a child when they came and that they came to see him not in the manger, but in a house. And we often see depictions of the Magi as three kings, but we don't know how many of them there actually were. We are told that they came with three gifts, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there were three of them. And they weren't exactly kings either. Magi were actually known to be skilled in astronomy, interpreting dreams, fortune telling, and even magic. And most biblical scholars agree that they were astrologers. They would have been extremely educated and wealthy. So you can see why they would have been associated with kings. In fact, they were highly respected leaders in their Gentile culture and were considered upper-class citizens and spiritual leaders in the community. Interestingly enough, they were the complete opposite of the shepherds who visited Jesus in Luke's gospel, who were considered to be the lowest of the low in society. Another interesting thing is that we don't know that the wise men were all men either. A recent scholar believes that women actually could have been among the Magi that we read about in Matthew. In the Middle East, it would have been considered very inappropriate for men to be in the presence of a woman without the presence of other women there too. Interestingly, the the phrase, the mother and his child, is used five times in Matthew 2. We don't hear anything about Joseph being present when the Magi came. And it would have been abnormal for male magi to visit Mary without her husband. So it's not at all out of the question to think that at least some of the magi present could have been women. Ultimately, there are lots of things we don't know about the magi. But what seems most important in the text is what they do. These magi notice a star and somehow they know that there's something more significant about what the star represents, that that it brings forth this news of the child who has been born king of the Jews. And not only do they see this star and think, well, that's interesting, but they decide to go seek it out and to follow it. As one scholar writes, the Magi were doing more than trying to solve an astrological problem or to answer a question of science, they were sincerely searching for the truth. They were genuinely looking for the divine one who was born under such a special star. They were seeking the intervention of God as they understood God to work in their world. You know, it's interesting that in many of the gospel stories, it's actually Jesus who does the searching. As Luke reminds us, the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. We see Jesus seek out the disciples to come follow him as they are casting their fishing nets out one day into the Sea of Galilee. He goes and searches and finds Zacchaeus hiding up in a tree. He looks for the woman who has touched his clothes so that he can heal her. He teaches stories about shepherds searching for their lost sheep the widow searching for her lost coin and the lost son coming home. And even after his resurrection, Jesus seeks out the disciples who are hiding out of fear in the upper room. It's a good reminder that wherever we find ourselves here at the beginning of a new year, 
Jesus isn't far away. He will go to whatever lengths necessary to find us. Even when nothing feels normal right now, even when we are entering yet another phase of pandemic life, and even when, like the prodigal son, we feel a long way off from wherever we want to be. But in Matthew's story, it is the Magi who are the ones who go searching for Jesus. And they continue to follow the star until it stops right over the place where Jesus is. The text says that they are overwhelmed with joy and they immediately bow down and worship him. It's this scene that some of us may be so conditioned to hearing about that we don't allow ourselves to fully realize its significance. You see, there's one more detail that may be the most important for us to notice about the Magi, and that is where they are coming from. They're from the East, which is important to note because Matthew was actually written for a Western audience. Matthew is often known as the gospel for the Jews, written to convince Jews that Jesus was the Messiah foretold in the Old Testament. And yet the very first people who recognized Jesus as divine, the very first people to worship Jesus in Matthew's gospel are not the fellow Jews or even Jesus's closest followers, but the Magi, these pagan astrologers from the East. It absolutely would have caught the original readers off guard. And even today, it shows us just how far God reaches to ensure that Jesus's birth is good news that will be for all people and not just some. These magi, these astrologers coming from a different culture and even a different religion from the East bow down to worship the child and it's all because they were searching for something. They searched for a star and it led them to Jesus. From the outside looking in, it may seem completely crazy. But then again, following Jesus is never logical or comfortable or familiar, is it? It changed the Magi so much so that they decide to go home by another way completely going against Herod's instructions to them. And when you and I encounter Jesus, we can't help but to be changed too. Encountering Jesus takes us on journeys that we never would have traveled otherwise. It changes us in a way that gives us courage to take less traveled roads in a way that from the outside looking in, no one else could ever really understand. I love how Pastor Brett Younger said it in a devotion he wrote a few years ago that has always stuck with me. He says, is the one who follows a star foolish or are the many who remain in darkness? Are we courageous enough to seek God? Are we willing to relinquish our sense of control and go where Jesus leads? Can we rise to a new sense of adventure, forsake our cozy boundaries, and seek Christ? We don't just believe in Jesus, he says. We follow Jesus. Christ takes us places that we never would have gone without his leading. We have a desert to travel, 
a star to discover and a life to be found. And so Highland, I wonder this morning, what are you searching for this new year? I encourage you to spend some time reflecting on that question this morning since we are out of our normal Sunday routine as you sit by your Christmas trees like I do, if you haven't put yours up yet. Think about what are you searching for this year? Where do you most hope to find or encounter God's presence with you and with our world? And how do you intend to follow? After all, we have a desert to travel, a star to discover, and a life to be found. May we search on, Highland. Amen.